The first time I heard this gospel preached, I wasn't an Episcopalian. I was a teenager, and I had wandered into a type of church that tried their very best to terrify its congregants out of our impending doom and hopefully scare us straight into Jesus' waiting arms. Maybe you know the type. I can hear the preacher's tone, his urgent accusatory voice asking about the soil that was in my life as he shook a threatening finger at me. Are you rocky soil? Are you thorny soil? Are you allowing Satan to come and eat up all of God's good seeds in your life? Are you ready to get saved again for the third time in a month? So to understand this parable, let me digress for a second. Um, The biblical scholar C.H. Dodd says that when you find an explanation like we had today in our gospel of of, of uh, Jesus following up and saying, here was this really confusing parable and here is exactly what I mean by it, the thing at the end there, the explanation, don't walk, run away from this. Um, and it's not just uh, his opinion on it. You can look at the Greek that was in this part of Matthew where Jesus explains. And the words that you find in there are never ever used again in the Gospel of Matthew or any of the synoptic Gospels. So it doesn't fit. He just told parables. Um, and he didn't seem to, doesn't seem to have explained himself as he told them. Just keep that in mind. Okay, so we'll start with the background of the story. Um, Jesus leaves a house and goes and sits by the sea, and all of these people start showing up and demanding that they teach him them something. Boy, if that isn't the life of a preacher. You're sitting on a beach, someone finds out what your job is, and the vacation is over. <laughs> But for Jesus, there's so many people who want to hear what he has to say that there's no room to talk to all of them. So he gets on a boat and starts to to teach using parables. Jesus and other first century Palestinian Jews, the people who were around him and followed him, they knew their scriptures, what we call the Old Testament. They were steeped in them. They were a part of everyday life. They had them memorized. And passages about sowers were all over the place. There's a song from Isaiah that we say at morning prayer. For as this rain and snow fall from the heavens and do not return, but water the earth, bringing forth life and giving growth, seed for sowing and bread for eating, So shall my word that goes forth from my mouth, it will not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I have purposed and prosper in that for which I have sent it. Isaiah. So Jesus tells what starts off to be a familiar story with familiar characters that his followers will immediately recognize. Listen, he says. A sower went out to sow. You can almost hear his audience saying, aha, a story about God redeeming Israel. But like so many of Jesus' parables, the story starts to take a couple of strange turns. A lot of the seeds, in fact, most of this sower's seeds, don't grow. Kind of obvious, really. 
I've never heard of a successful farmer who throws seeds on roads and thorns and rocks and comes out with a profit. Be that as it may, this highly unconventional farmer in his sowing extravaganza somehow manages to toss some seeds on good soil. And then something even stranger than the erratic behavior of this sower happens. He gets a hundredfold back, or 60, or 30. All numbers of an impossible harvest at any rate. And this impossible harvest is coming back to what we would call a very careless sower. So why does he tell a story like this? Why have a sower rewarded for wasteful behavior? Jesus seems to be answering a couple of questions. First and foremost, why isn't this working? It's what all of his followers are wondering. If God is redeeming Israel, something we had hoped and waited for for as long as anyone can remember, and God is somehow using Jesus to do this, where's the revolution? How come most of Israel is saying no to this if it's truly from God? Jesus' answer in this parable is that the kingdom of God is here but it's not what we've anticipated. God is working, but not in a way we could have guessed. So the bigger question is, what does it look like when God is working in the world? What's God like? Listen, a sower went out to sow, and when he sowed, he scattered his precious seeds about like there was no end to them. The sowers scattered high and low without missing a piece of soil in all the land, regardless of the type of soil he meant. He threw his hopes and dreams about with reckless abandon and then waited for a harvest. The point here, I think, is that God spreads the seeds of God's kingdom into the soils of all our lives. Everyone you meet, everyone you encounter bears the seed of God's hopes and dreams. They're there. And if I were as steeped in the scriptures as Jesus and his followers, any story about a sower would make me think of the bit of scripture that I read from Isaiah that said that God's word would go out and not return to him empty, that it would accomplish the task for which it was sent. If Jesus believed these words about God's word going forth and succeeding, then all of these seeds that were being scattered recklessly on all of this unworthy soil would not return to God empty. You know, I can't help it. I hear this story. It still makes me wonder what sort of soil my life is, in fact, made up of. I still hear the questions. Are you rocky soil? Are you covered in thorns? I think I'm all the soils. 
There have been times and places in my life where I am unfit to hold any growth whatsoever. Times when I should understand, but I refuse or am unable. There are times and places when I am rocky and dry, when nothing around me seems to hold any meaning, when the harsh sun of reality scorches my great plans and good intentions, which are left as little better than dust. There are times to evaluate the soil of my heart. It is not pretty work. For all I can tell, it is a lifetime of clearing out the rocks and thorns of selfishness and pride. But listen. Jesus says, hear the parable of the sower. He didn't name this the parable of the soils. Hear the parable of the sower. Hear a story about a God who throws seeds of grace with reckless abandon on even the most burnt-out places of our lives. And you'll find this, too, as you take up the job of a sower. You'll find what you give doesn't run dry. That you are not meant to invest carefully in the world or in people, but with a generous abandon and an open heart that's starting to look something like a sower, something like God's.